You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. A lot of breaking news in only a short amount of time, and most of it's COVID-related. COVID just keeps creeping on up, and it's causing some bad news for some teams. And if you watched the Thursday night game, you definitely saw that because the Niners were decimated. They had Trent Williams out. They had Brandon Ayuk out due to COVID. And, you know, they're playing a lot of second stringers. I mean, there was a Richie James sighting at receiver. You know, he's been hurt for most of the year. And he had a great game, but uh, not what you were expecting in this. You know, no one uh, was out there saying, hey, you need to play Richie James. He's going to be an integral part of this offense. Uh, You really didn't know because of the COVID stuff. So uh, a little disappointing in that regard. But uh, it is what it is. And speaking of COVID, going around the league, outside of the 49ers fiasco, and really quick to touch up on that 49ers game, it was a great matchup on paper. You know, when you're looking at the two teams, you're like, man, this is going to be really good matchup. Can't wait to watch it. And then with everything happening and the Niners not having a full squad, kind of took away from it a little bit. You know, the the 49ers really couldn't compete with a playoff team like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers with, you know, having to play a lot of backups the whole game. So it wasn't, uh, the you know, it was a good matchup, but overall, with everything that transpired, it didn't turn out to be what we wanted. So I'd love to see that matchup again with both teams at full strength or, you know, if it's injury, that's one thing, but with covid tracing and, the, and those type of things uh you know you, you you're wanting more you, you want to see that matchup with uh, those players being able to play so that's just my take on it by no means uh am i saying that they should just play whether they have covid or not uh i'm not i'm not advocating for that but i i, I would have liked to seen this game under different circumstances uh, the raiders john gruden just won't he won't learn his lesson. Neither will the Raiders. They were fined $500,000. Gruden was fined $150,000. And they lost a sixth-round draft pick. Because this is like the fourth violation imposed on the Raiders by the NFL. NFL's getting a little bit tired of it. And I don't blame them. You know, there was the offensive line all getting COVID at one time. And then there's pictures circulating of Darren Waller and... Uh, some other Raiders not wearing masks during uh, some kind of fundraiser. So they're uh, coming down hard on the Raiders, and they need to. Raiders need to take it serious. They are jeopardizing the playoffs, their playoff spot, and they're starting to get hit financially, and I think that's the only way they'll start following protocols is if they keep getting fined enough and start losing draft picks, then they, uh, they might you know, try to straighten up a little bit. J.J. Watt, it was big news today. He, 
they were asking if he's going to be back and stay with the Houston Texans his whole career. And all he would say is he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. So basically implying the Texans are going through a rebuild, which, to be honest, they kind of are. They don't have a coach. They don't have a GM. They're trying to trade some of their assets. And I think this opens up the door for him to go to Pittsburgh and putting two and two together. Bud Dupree, Steelers probably won't be able to sign him. You know, J.J. Watt might be willing to take a little bit less to play with his brothers in Pittsburgh for a championship run. And you know he wants to play with them. I don't think it's because it's Pittsburgh. I don't think he wants to go to Pittsburgh per se. But he wants to play with his brothers. And that's kind of been the, uh, you know, the hype the whole the whole season with everybody saying, hey, J.J. needs to go to Pittsburgh too to be with his brothers. And he kind of blew it off. You can tell that uh, he's been pretty jealous of his brothers being able to play together without him. And with that comment, the rumor mill is going to fly. The Steeler fans are going to go crazy trying to get, you know, recruit J.J. Watt to their team, even though he's still part of the Texans. And more than likely he's not going anywhere you know he's the cornerstone of that franchise so uh but yeah it, it's worth mentioning because it is an interesting comment and it does kind of pave the way for him to kind of have an out if that's indeed the path the houston texans are going to take brian flores um really liking uh really liking what he's doing with the miami dolphins and my my big thing though with with the situation in Miami that I, I kind of want to talk about is the fact that you know Tua is playing. Everyone was really surprised that Tua was playing. Everyone was saying that it was to kind of showcase him to see what he has because they're going to have a high draft pick next year because of the Texans, and they need to know if they need to draft another quarterback. Well, the the big thing about that is Brian Flores basically said, I am not auditioning him. I'm not auditioning him at all. Tua Tagovailoa is not going to be auditioning. He is going to, uh, you know, we put him in there to get experience. We're going to build around him. And I, that's the thing you should be saying. You don't want to let your guy know, hey, we're just checking you out to see if we really want to keep you or not, or if we need to go a different direction the next year after we just drafted you. Um, but again, they're having that high pick. They definitely don't want to miss on a quarterback or have an opportunity uh, opportunity to miss on a quarterback. So I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. You know, they were they're in playoff contention right now. Fitzpatrick was playing pretty well, so you don't just pull the plug on that to you know to to play a rookie. Especially when, you know, the rest of the team, that's why they play. They want to be in playoff contention. They want to be uh, winners. And I know they won the first game. They, they won two as a debut against the Rams. But uh, you don't bench a quarterback like Fitzpatrick if you're trying to compete for the season. And, uh, again, it definitely looks like they're just trying to see what they have in him, and they're trying to find out quicker than – uh, they need to. It, it would have been beneficial for him to sit the whole year and then just come around next year and start, you know, throw him in the starting lineup then. You have all those draft picks, so you're developing talent. That would be the, the smart thing to do 
the, the beneficial thing to do. And this this move kind of shows me that you know, they are. That's exactly what they're doing. So uh, enough of that. That's really the news. Uh, there's, like I said, there's a lot in that short amount of time. And what's going to happen when there's no COVID? We're not going to have news like this. I mean, every every day I have a grocery shopping uh, list of items that I need to talk about with breaking news and most of it's COVID related. So uh, it'll be nice. My The breaking news will be a quick uh, two minute segment and we'll be done with it. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. First game for the Sunday afternoon games. I really like the Sunday afternoon slate. There's a lot of good games going on, and I think the biggest thing for me is determining how I'm going to watch it. I mean, there's only three games, but, you know, at least two of them I I, I think are must-sees. Well, for different reasons. The the Actually, the, the big game that I want to see more than anything is this Las Vegas Raiders at the Las Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favored by a point and a half. I'm going with the Raiders here. I think they win. I mean, it's hard for me to trust the Chargers. Week after week, they find ways to lose against any type of opponent. doesn't matter if they're bad, they're a bad team or a good team. You know, you saw what they did against the Saints where it looked like they should have won. Then Denver, when they played Denver, they should have won. And, I mean, they can't come up with any more ways to to lose at the end than they've already had throughout, you know, man, not even just this season, just in general. This has been the uh, M.O. for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Back when they were in San Diego, it was still part of their M.O. of, like, losing crazy ways. So I'm going with the Raiders just for that fact. I need to see the Chargers close close it out. And one and a half points isn't enough for me to feel like uh, that's significant enough to, you know, maybe even if the Chargers lose to win on the points. So starting-wise for the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm starting Derek Carr. He has a prime matchup against the Chargers. They don't do very well against the opposing quarterback. You know, I was disappointed in Derek Carr last week because I thought he had a prime matchup against the Browns. He was even a start for me in a lot of different scenarios and just totally laid an egg. But, uh, yeah, I'm starting him. Hunter Renfro, I'm back on the Hunter Renfro bus. I, I was on the Nelson Aguilar one last week, and, of course, Hunter Renfro is the one that ended up getting the touchdown. It's the way it goes sometimes, but uh, in this matchup, I see them passing a lot, and I see Hunter Renfro getting a lot of work in that slot. Darren Waller, he's another one, middle of the field. I feel like Darren Waller's prime for a huge game, so I want a lot of pieces of Darren Waller. I think he's going to be very significant in this matchup, and I want to play him. Uh, 
Um, not that you would bench him. He's he's a top tight end, and he gets so many targets per game. Sitting, you know, I'm sitting Josh Jacobs in this one. I'm, I'm just not feeling him in this. I really think it's going to be a dud for him. And with with Josh Jacobs, he, he's, yeah, he's a top 10 back. But you don't feel really good about his production week to week. He, he doesn't have any of those monster games. He had that first week where he had that monster game and then just has been blah the rest of the way. Uh, he, he definitely feels more like a number two running back than your bell cow, but you draft him to be your bell cow. And in this matchup, I just don't like it. And unfortunately, I feel like Josh Jacobs has been too matchup dependent, and he's on my bench. Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar, I forever I'm having Aguilar on the bench uh, for spiting me last week. Uh, I, th- I think with any of the Raiders receivers, they're going to be mixing it around. You're not sure who they're going to throw to. You know, Brian Edwards is going to be thrown in the mix. There's just uh, not enough consistency target-wise with these receivers for me to feel confident starting any of them. For the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm starting Justin Herbert. He is lined up to have an amazing game. Justin Herbert is having amazing games no matter who he plays. He is really turning into a stud. So I'm starting him in all formats. And Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, they both have good matchups, and I'm probably putting them both in my starting lineup. With a matchup like this, you don't want to be the one to bench one of those guys if they go off. But I like Justin Jackson a lot more. Week after week, he's getting slowly and slowly more carries and targets in the passing game. And this is a game where I think he can really blow up. And I I just like him a lot in this. I like him way more than Joshua Kelly, who's kind of going the opposite way, getting less carries, less targets, and really hasn't, uh, you know, when Eckler went down, uh, Austin Eckler just didn't... uh, yeah, you figured this was going to be the Joshua Kelly show, and it hasn't been. He hasn't been playing very well. So, um, Keenan Allen, he has a so-so matchup. I'm playing him, but someone I'm, I'm putting on the start uh, starting lineup that I really like, I think he's going to be pretty relevant, is Jalen Guyton. Ever since Herbert started over at quarterback, he's been really hitting him on those deep throws. And he doesn't get a lot of targets, but he gets a lot of yards and you know, he gets the uh, sneaky touchdowns because he's made himself kind of relevant in this offense with Herbert. So in this matchup against the Raiders, who can't really defend that area of the field, I like him a lot. I think he can be a really good play this week. So I'm, I'm starting him. Outside of that, I'm pretty much benching everyone else. Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, I don't like those guys. Uh, in these matchups so I think I could do better in other places with this so anyways again going through the game I am taking the Raiders against the Chargers Uh, I think the Raiders will beat them by more than uh, well it doesn't really matter because Chargers are favored by one and a half They, they won't do it very next game it's the Miami Dolphins at the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm taking the Cardinals. They're favored by five points. I I think they win by more than five points. It's going to be a fun game, though. Uh, This will be Tua's first loss. The defense and special teams kind of carried Miami last week. 
I don't think they can do that against the Cardinals. So I, I see the Cardinals winning this game, kind of running away with it. But it'll be a fun game because you definitely want to see Tua and his progression, you know, how he from what he did last week to what he looks like this week. But the Arizona Cardinals' deep, or offense is just too much to handle. Uh, I, I like a lot of uh, – I like almost everyone for the Cardinals this week. Uh, and Kyler Murray doesn't necessarily have a good matchup. Dolphins do all right against the quarterback, even, you know, rushing-wise. But you can't – you can't sip Kyler Murray. I mean, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, so he's definitely a start. You know, I have Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds on here. Kenyon Drake might not play. And if Kenyon Drake doesn't play, Chase Edmonds is going to have a huge week. I actually like Edmonds if Drake doesn't play more than I like Drake if he does play. So that's something you need to pay attention to if you have Edmonds or you're doing a fan duel type thing. Chase Edmonds might be a really good play, and if he does get that nod, he's he, I, he can have a great game. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, I like both of those guys. I think their starts, yeah, well, DeAndre Hopkins is no debate, but Christian Kirk is a start for sure. Miami can't cover anybody, and Christian Kirk's a pretty good receiver. He's been really streaky, but I think this uh, – He's kind of riding the hot streak, and we'll have another big game here. You're sitting for the Cardinals, Dan Arnold. Any tight end for the Cardinals. They just don't use him in this offense. It's pointless. Dolphins do all right defending it. It's uh, You're starting everybody else. For the Miami Dolphins, uh, I'm starting Jordan Howard. I had Matt Breida here, but now it's looking like he might not play. He's injured. You know, Miles Gaskins went on IR. This is going to be the Jordan Howard show. So I would be starting Jordan Jordan Howard just from a volume perspective. Uh, you know, he, he can get some touchdowns. He's their short yardage back. He was relegated to the bench, but now that he's the only one available, uh, they I think they use him. And, uh, you know, they traded for DeAndre, or, yeah, DeAndre Washington. He's not going to be ready. He won't be suiting up. So Jordan Howard all the way. Um, and, and Antonio Callaway. I have Antonio Callaway here as well. He, you know, they traded Isaiah Ford for a reason, and I think that reason's Antonio Callaway. He was a good receiver for Cleveland till they had to cut him because of uh, some off-the-field stuff. And Dolphins picked him up. He's getting a second chance. Uh, I think he's a good receiver, and in this situation, he can really do a lot against this Cardinals defense. So... He's, uh, he's a start for me. And that's about it, though. I'm sitting Tua, sitting Parker, Devontae Parker. I feel bad because he's a guy that I think really loses value with Tua being the new guy and, you know, behind center. That that really hurts a lot of the uh, fantasy options in Miami. And, and you can do better other places, so you really need to pivot from that. Preston Williams on the bench. Mike Kosicki, he's on the bench. Mike Kosicki's been really disappointing these last couple, well, Mostly, most of the year. He was a breakout candidate before the year, and I'm just not seeing it. He's uh, he, He's been definitely disappointing. He's a big target that uh, they just can't get the ball to. This next game, you know, before the season you saw this game, and you're like, man, this is going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to this. And then now that it's here... 
I'm not looking forward to it whatsoever. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Dallas Cowboys. Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by 13.5, and the fact that the Cowboys don't really have anyone under center, you know, they had Ben DiNucci last week, now it's looking like it's going to be either Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert. I don't think any of those guys can do anything against the Steelers' defense. Steelers are favored by 13.5 points, so I'm taking the Steelers. I think they cover by two touchdowns. I mean, with Steelers' defense, I think the Steelers' defense can score two touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, I don't see the Cowboys being able to do anything. It's just uh, not a good week for the Cowboys to be playing the Steelers. I'll put it that way. So starting-wise, you're starting Ben Roethlisberger, although I think it could kind of fit into the kind of the flow of the game where Ben Roethlisberger, you know, they get an early lead or their defense maybe scores a touchdown, and then they just start pounding the ball on the ground, and it's really going to take away from Roethlisberger's yardage that he gets, but I think he's still set up to get, you know, a significant amount of touchdowns, so he's still a start for me. James Conner, like I said, with the game flow that I think is going to happen, Steelers are pretty predictable. Play good defense, get a lead, sit on it, run out the clock. And, you know, James Conner's the running back that will be doing that, so I think he's a great start in this one. And uh, he should be started in all formats. Dante Johnson, I just like him. When he plays, and he plays the whole game, and he's healthy, he gets, you know, he gets 9 to 12 targets a game, sometimes more than that. And he's their number one receiver out of everybody. So if I'm going to start anybody, it's going to be him. Against this Cowboys defense, I mean, I would be starting all the Steelers receivers. You don't know who's going to have the big breakout game. So I I like Deontay Johnson the best, though, just because he's their number one. Uh, outside of that, you know, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, you need to be starting them. And uh, Eric Ebron. You can start him as well. Cowboys can't guard anyone anywhere. So uh, even their tight end can get in on the action and, and maybe get a touchdown and some yards. Uh, but you're going to be disappointed by one of those starts just because they can't give the ball to everybody. It's just one of those things. So uh, you're going to be playing everybody if you have them, and just you hope that it's not your guy that uh, gets phased out because of the, you know, how much volume there is. James Washington, I'm sitting him. He's actually the only sit for the Steelers, and that's just because he's the fourth receiver. It's hard to predict what a fourth receiver is going to do. And when Johnson, Claypool, and Smith-Schuster are all healthy playing, his targets drop significantly, and uh, he, you know, he, he's lucky to get one or two catches, if that. So you, you can safely not play him, and he's on the waiver wire more, more, uh, more than likely anyways. So, yeah, don't have to worry about it. For the Cowboys, you're starting Ezekiel Elliott. And the only reason why you're starting Ezekiel Elliott is because he's Ezekiel Elliott. Steelers are going to try to stop him. He's going to be their only weapon. Just the volume. You know, you saw what Miles Sanders did with just a one big run. Ezekiel Elliott has, that, uh, has the talent to do that, so... You're, you're, you're starting him for his talent, but don't expect a huge game from him. I mean, if you're able to get 10 points from him, that's a win in my book with this matchup, especially, like I said, he's the only legitimate option for this offense 
with uh, the quarterback situation. I, I did put Michael Gallup. I'm, I, I just kind of like the, you know, third receiver, outside receiver, second to Amari Cooper in this because they'll be focused on taking away the uh, obviously C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, and I think that can open things up for Michael Gallup. Their Steelers aren't good at defending the wide receiver positions. And even, you know, a Garrett Gilbert can throw like a, a slant that Gallup can take pretty far. So he's he's the only receiver that I would even start, to be honest. I think the Steelers take Amari Cooper out of the game. I think they take C.D. Lamb out of the game. And Dalton Schultz, I think they take him out of the game. Terrell Edmonds does a, a good job on the tight end. And, uh, yeah, you're seeing whoever plays quarterback, whether it's Cooper or Rush or Garrett Gilbert, they, they need to be on your bench. Or, actually... I take that back. They're not even on your team. You just need to uh, enjoy the show of the Steelers' defense on this one because uh, there's there's no way that somebody has one of these quarterbacks and are trying to play them in this matchup. So there's just no way. And if you are, well, that's probably why you lose at fantasy football. This Sunday night game is a doozy. This is the one that, uh, I mean, they don't always get it right on Sunday night. They definitely got it right. Definitely got it right on this one. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. You know, they played all the way back in week one. And it was kind of melodramatic. You thought there was going to be fireworks and a lot of big plays. And they kind of held each other to, I don't know, like Tom Brady played horrible. Saints picked him off, held him in check. The... I don't know. Both teams look kind of lethargic on offense. So I'm hoping that this game plays out a little bit better. And, you know, with the players that are going to be involved, I really think that's what happens. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored by five and a half points. I just don't see it. I mean, the Saints, though they're an inconsistent team, they're still a good team. And five and a half points, especially in a division game, is a lot. This, this is like the Raven-Steelers to me. Um, you, you get a, a big uh, spread that uh, you need to take the points and take the other team. And so I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the five and a half. Even if the Buccaneers win, I feel like it's not going to be by that many points. So I, I feel good with that pick on the Saints. And, and fantasy football-wise, starting Tom Brady. Old man Brady, he's definitely a start. I think he can dominate. This is just a really good matchup for him. We, we thought he could do it the first time when he played the Saints. Usually when he plays a team twice, he you know you see a big improvement, especially if he kind of played, you know, kind of threw out a dud the first time. So Tom Brady, starting him, and Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's not going to play, so that really opens the door for Mike Evans. You need to play him. Big guy, big red zone threat, but uh, I think he's really going to be touchdown dependent in this one because it's going to be the return of Antonio Brown. And this is what everyone's been waiting for for, what, over a year now. He's been out of the league for like a year and a half, actually a little bit more than that because of uh, how he left uh, with the Steelers. And everyone's waiting for this. Everyone wants to see how Antonio Brown does. And Antonio Brown came to camp in good shape. We talked about it in the previous podcast. I think he's primed to be a big, you know, 
a big target for Tom Brady, and, and he's going to be looking Antonio Brown's way all game. So I like Antonio Brown a lot. I think he's going to have a huge game. Rob Gronkowski, same thing. The Saints don't defend the tight end very well. Happens to be Rob Gronkowski. You need to be playing Rob Gronkowski in this one. I have tastes, or sorry, I'm going to the Saints. I'll stick with the Buccaneers and Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. The the Saints do a good job of stuff in the run. I wouldn't be playing these guys. Even receiving, you know, they both can receive. Ronald Jones a little bit better than Fournette. And I'm... Uh, Saints do a good job against that as well. So uh, they're just on my bench. I don't like either of them in this matchup. And then I already mentioned Scotty Miller. So they need to be on your bench as well. For the Saints, for the starts for the Saints, I'm starting Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, you know, we don't need to talk about this because it's not, uh, you know, it's not rocket science. You, you, You know, you don't listen to podcasts for me to tell you to start Alvin Kamara. But he has a bad matchup in this one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a really good defense. So, you know, temper your expectations on Kamara. He's been dominant all year. But if he gets you 10 to 14 points in this one, be happy with that because uh, this isn't a matchup where I see him just going off and exploding. Even though he <laughs> that first week he, he did just that when they played. Michael Thomas, he can return. I'm nervous about him, but I would play him because he's Michael Thomas. It, it's not a good matchup, but you're not going to sit Michael Thomas if he's available. And then I threw in Taysom Hill. I just, uh, it's not a good matchup for tight ends, but I feel like Taysom Hill, they're going to try to do a lot of gadget plays, to try to throw the Buccaneers off balance a little bit. So I, I think he can get touchdowns in multiple ways, whether it's receiving, rushing, throwing. This could be a, a Taysom Hill, ga- uh, Hill game for sure. You're sitting Drew Brees. Not a good matchup. Drew Brees will struggle against the Bucks, And then, you know, like Latavius Murray, Tyquan Smith, Jared Cook. Everyone needs to be on the bench. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, they'll, they'll be able to run the ball well enough to incorporate Latavius Murray a ton. Tyquan Smith, eh, he's, he's been kind of a disappointment especially with uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas being out, you thought uh, you, th- you thought Tyquan Smith would be able to do, I don't know, be a little bit better. Um, I mean, Jared Cook, he's, he had a great week last week, but this is not a good tight end matchup for him, so I don't expect a, a big game. But regardless, Saints and Buccaneers, uh, I think, you know, outside of the, the, the game of the week, um... This is the this is the other game that I'm really looking forward to, and you, yeah, we need to be watching, we need to be paying attention, and it'll be fun. The Monday night game. This is not as exciting as the Sunday night game. In fact, uh, most people will probably skip this one altogether. Unless you really like football, which we do, so we will be watching. But is the New England Patriots at the New York Jets? Patriots are favored by seven, and I, I take the Patriots. They beat the Jets by seven. At this point, I'll take anyone on any spread against the Jets. Jets are just a horrible team, and in this matchup, there's not a whole lot that I like for the Jets in this. I mean, I like Lamichael Perrine, Frank Gore. 
I think either one of those could be decent. I like Perrine a little bit more just because I feel like he can get a lot of receiving yards where Frank Gore is a little more limited. Um, and I think this will be kind of a low-scoring game. So Frank Gore can be incorporated and get a lot of volume. Whether he gets a touchdown is to be determined. But uh, the, that's the big issue with Gore is he's touchdown dependent because he's only going to get you like 40 to 70 yards uh, of, of offense. So, you know, that's a pretty much a flex day for, for what he produces. And you kind of need a little bit more from that. So um, you're sitting everyone else, Sam Darnold, bench. Denzel Mims, bench. Bouchard Perryman, bench. You're benching everybody, and they all need to be benched. I don't feel good about anyone on the Jets. Chris Herndon, bench. So that's the way it goes when you're the Jets. You know, there's there, most of these guys aren't even on rosters at this point because they've been so disappointing. And... Uh, yeah, there's, there's really not a lot to talk about in that regard. For the, the Patriots, though, Cam Newton, I'm starting him. I like his rushing ability in this one. Uh, I, I He's not accurate as a thrower, but, hey, he'll still be good enough to get some points. So James White, I like him in this one because the Jets give up yards to the receiving uh, running back, and that's how they use James White. So I like that. And then Damian Harris, the, the week he had last week, I just, uh, you know, he he had an amazing game and uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And this matchup against the Jets, I see him just continuing that. I think Damian Harris has a really big game. And if you have him on your roster, you need to play him. I, I played him last week. Really happy that I did. And I, I like this matchup even more than the, uh, the, the matchup last week against the Bills. You're sitting Rex Burkhead. Sorry, I just there's not enough room in the backfield for all these backs to do something, and I think that's you know Rex Burkhead is the one that's going to suffer for it. Isaiah Ford, you know they just traded for him. I think he's relevant for the Patriots. I think they're going to start to use him, and you know especially that slot position if Edelman's not back. But it's too early. He just you know he's just just getting there. He has to pass all the COVID stuff. I don't think he plays. And then Ryan Izzo has an amazing matchup. Amazing matchup. He should be started, but the Patriots just don't use the tight end position. So he needs to be on your bench in spite of this matchup. And that's really all I have to say about this game. This is, you know, it, it's going to be one of those ones where you're just watching it to tie down the week and, uh, you know, not having very many uh, high expectations for the uh, for the entertainment factor. Here's the fun part of the show. This is where I go through the FanDuel lineup, give you my FanDuel picks, try to win you some money. I'm on kind of a roll. This will be the third straight week that I've been in the money. And so hopefully you take some of this advice. And if you don't listen to the whole lineup, hopefully you listen to enough of it that uh, it helps you get in that money as well. So starting off at quarterback, I'm going with kind of an expensive option. I, I just really see good things with him. I'm starting Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans quarterback, $8,300. The Jacksonville Jaguars are just horrid. Jake Luton's going to be starting. I just think Watson has a really big game, running the ball and passing. 
and, and you know, with his options of Fuller, Cobb, Cooks, there's just a lot to like. And uh, this is kind of a weird one because usually with the quarterback, I like to double it up with the tight end and receiver. And this one I don't. I didn't have the budget to do it. So uh, I just feel like there's way too many weapons for the Texans. I don't really want to pick one and mess with it. I mean, it could be Daniel Fells or, sorry, Darren Fells. I keep wanting to call him Daniel. Darren Fells for, uh, you know, and he's going to be the backup tight end to uh, Aikens this week. You just don't know who's going to get the targets, so I want to stay away from that. At running back, I have Dalvin Cook. He's $9,300. I took him last week, really paid dividends, of course, scoring four touchdowns. I don't think he's going to do that this week, but he has a great matchup against Detroit. Detroit's really bad against the running backs, and Dalvin Cook eats everybody alive. So he'll have another big game, but yeah, it's going to be touchdown dependent on how good of a game. I can still see him getting, you know, like two touchdowns, but uh, I don't want to be greedy and predict a, a performance like he had last week. My, uh, but he's at ninety three hundred dollars, really at the top of my budget. But I don't see anyone else doing better than Dalvin Cook this week at that position. My next running back is James Conner. They're playing the Cowboys. I think they get a big lead and they they run the ball a lot. Cowboys won't be able to de- defend the running back very well. That really opens up the game for James Conner. The only thing stopping him is if he gets hurt. And so, I knock on wood, I don't want to jinx him. Uh, this game really needs to happen. Uh, $8,200, it's kind of expensive, but uh, he's primed He's primed to have a prime game. Wide receiver, my very first receiver that I took is Stephon Diggs. Old Stephon for the Bills. He's playing the Seattle Seahawks. If there's one thing we all know is Seattle can't cover anybody. The number one receiver eats the Seattle Seahawks alive. That receiver, Stephon Diggs, he already gets like a ridiculous amount of targets, like 15, 16 per game. So I want every bit of that in this matchup. He's $7,600. Give him to me. Now, this is where I kind of had to, you know, I've kind of had to temper the budget a little bit. Spent a lot of money on my first four plays, so I really need to do some penny-pinching moves to fill out my roster. So at this point, at wide receiver, and this could change based off, you know, he's, he's limited right now in practice, so if he doesn't play, I need to pivot, but I like him enough to put him in here for now. And that's wide receiver Tim Patrick for the Broncos. The Falcons are playing the Broncos, and it's at Atlanta in that dome. They can't cover anybody, and Tim, believe it or not, Tim Patrick is their best receiver right now. He makes a lot of the tough catches. He gets targeted a lot. Jerry Judy is their more athletic and will be the better receiver, but I am going for this week only, and with this matchup against the Falcons, if any receiver is going to pop, I'm going with Tim Patrick. Uh, my other receiver... And this is really penny-pitching. Oh, sorry, Tim Patrick's $5,300. So it really fit into what I needed, a guy that's going to get a lot of targets for a cheap price. So Tim Patrick's my guy. At the other receiver spot, I even was pinching more pennies. This guy's $4,600, plays for the Lions. Everyone's talking about Marvin, uh, Marvin Jones. 
especially with Galladay being out. I like Marvin Jones, but I pivoted off of that and went with another Marvin for the Lions. I'm going with Marvin Hall. For $4,600, it's just it's a steal in my eyes. Uh, the, the Vikings can't cover anybody. Their secondary is atrocious. M- Marvin Hall is a big play guy. He's a guy that can get like two catches and get two touchdowns. Uh, I expect a lot of big things from him in this matchup, and it's worth the risk for that price, especially with me not having any money left. So I'm all in on Marvin Hall. I think everyone's going to be focused on the wrong Marvin in this one, and it's going to be Hall that gets more of the points. Going on to tight end, I have Noah Fant. Uh, you know, this is two Broncos now, but it's against the Falcons. And you know all about the Falcons. They can't cover anybody. Broncos like to use the tight end. They have like 15 targets a game, uh, a game to the tight ends between Fant and Albert O. Uh, but I think Noah Fant gets majority of those targets, and he's a big play guy at tight end. So in this type of matchup, I expect some maybe some big gains from him. So I'm all over Noah Fant at tight end for $5,800. I mean, I, I wanted Waller. I just couldn't afford him. So it went all to Noah Fant on this one. Um, moving to my flex, I had to pinch some pennies again, but I like this matchup too. $5,900, I'm starting Justin Jackson he seems to take over the main role in the Chargers offense until Eckler gets back. I talked about it in the matchup. It's against the Raiders, who can't defend the you know, the receiver out of the backfield. I think Justin Jackson's going to get a lot of receiving yards, and uh, he's going to be their main rusher. And for that price against this team, it's just too good to be true. So that's who my start is. I'm, I'm taking him. And I think he can have a really big game, and he's going to be one of those under-the-radar picks that helps kind of flip the uh, the lineup in your favor where no one else is really going to have him. Then I went with defense. I went with the solid defense, the most expensive defense of the week, actually of the year, uh, but I, it was too good to be true. Yes, it's the Steelers. Yes, it's at the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and you give me a practice squad quarterback against the Steeler defense, oh, man, it just isn't going to be pretty. I'm excited about the Steelers defense. I don't care how much money it is. If it was $10,000, I would have forked over the $10,000 just to uh, make sure that I put them in there. I, I don't see another defense being able to produce like the Steelers will against the Cowboys. I just see a bunch of sacks, turnovers, everything. I don't I don't like to predict touchdowns for defenses because that's so hard. But, uh, yeah, you really got to like the Steelers' defense in this matchup against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, go big or go home. Defense usually is the pick that kind of screws you in the end on FanDuel where you're like, man, if I just started this defense, if I wasn't uh, penny-pinching on this defense and I started these guys, I would have had it. Uh, we're not doing that this week. We're getting the best defense against a really bad matchup, and we're riding with it. So that's the lineup. I like it all the way around. I think it'll be a winner for you guys. Yeah, you know, go with it, and let's win money together. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Stars of the Week. 
Let's see who they are. Let's end it a little bit with this Stars of the Week prediction. This is where I try to pick the top three performers of the week. I, you know, this again is a fool's errand, but it's fun to try, see how close we get, and uh, let's get started with it. There's there's a lot of good options, you know. Could it be Derek Carr? Could it be Drew Locke? Could they sneak in there? You know, there's always a sneaky play somewhere where a guy you don't expect sneaks in there. Well, no, my number three star of the week is Josh Allen versus Seattle. And it's just for his running ability. He moves up there for me. Like, his passing's been pretty inaccurate lately. Uh, I don't expect that to change very much. But this matchup just screams of him having a huge rushing day on top of what he can do passing. I think that moves him into the, the top three. I'm all over Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills against the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, they're at home on top of that. I think Josh Allen plays better at home. So, uh, and, and on top of that, I think they'll lose against Seattle. So they'll be playing from behind, and they'll be needing a whole lot of Josh Allen uh, for this. My number two star of the week is Tom Brady versus the New Orleans Saints. He had a horrible week one against the Saints. I think he rebounds, and just with the weapons he has, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, uh, basically everybody, he's going to have a big week, and he's going to redeem himself from that week one matchup. And Tom Brady's a competitive guy. He's not going to want to look bad against the same team twice in a season. It's going to propel him to the number two star of the week. And then my number one, just with all the weapons that he has, we've already talked about it, Deshaun Watson at Jacksonville. This matchup just screams at me. Uh, it's the one that sticks out more than any other. I, I think he's going to annihilate this Jacksonville Jaguar offense, and uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch Deshaun Watson. He's a fun player. He's actually one of the more fun quarterbacks to watch. It still boggles my mind that Mitchell Trubisky was drafted over Watson and Mahomes, but you know, here we are, and that's why the Bears never have good quarterbacks. It's because they make moves like that. Uh, I'm veering a little bit, but number one QB uh, star of the week, Deshaun Watson. Running back, my number three running back star of the week is James Conner at Dallas. You know, the ground and pound, they're going to get a big lead. They're going to sit on it. They're going to run the ball a lot. They'll even incorporate some, uh, you know, receiving for James Conner on screens and, and such. But uh, Dallas does a pretty good job of defending that. I just think that James Conner's going to run over uh, all over them on the ground. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. My number two is not – it's surprising because it's his first week back from injury. He just got off the IR, but he's one of the top running backs in the game. You know, he could be limited, but I don't think he will. I think if he's ready, he's the guy you're going to roll with. It's Christian McCaffrey at Kansas City. Kansas City is a decent matchup, but Christian McCaffrey's, you know, he's matchup proof. He's going to be back. People are going to be excited to watch him. He's going to be excited to be back, and he's just going to go off. So he's my guy. I, I You need to start him if you have him. You don't have to worry about, you know, let's see what happens. He's hurt, you know, let's see what his role is. Like, no, he he comes in, he's the guy, and he's going to always be the guy. So he's going to be the second best running back this week. Next to my boy, 
Second week in a row, I have him at number one, Dalvin Cook. This guy, he exceeds expectations every week. All the projections, he just blows them away. He's going to do that again. He has a stellar matchup against the Lions. I can't see him not doing that. I mean, he can do it against everybody else on any matchup. It's just going to be annihilation. You know, Cook, he's the uh, the chef in the kitchen uh, cooking up those uh, rushing touchdowns. He he gets so many of them. Uh, he, he's actually really fun to watch. And uh, he's going to be the number one running back. Wide receiver, uh, Mr. Brown is back in Tampa Town. I have Mr. Antonio Brown. And I know what you're thinking. You know, it's against the Saints. And you're thinking, why are you starting a guy that's been suspended for almost a year and a half? Hasn't even played. He's going to be a top three receiver in the whole league. Well, yeah, I'm calling that. I think he will. Uh, I just think that uh, Tom Brady's going to be looking his way all game long. Godwin won't be there. So it'll just be him and Evans. Tampa Bay's going to throw the ball a lot. Antonio Brown's going to catch the ball a lot. It's really pretty simple. Um, If he doesn't, Antonio Brown's going to throw a tantrum on the sideline, and then they're going to get him the ball. And, uh, you know, he's going to score a touchdown, and then he's going to do a celebration, and then the next drive he's going to go and get the ball again. That's that's what you do with Antonio Brown. So I think he's going to have a big game. My number two is Stephon Diggs against Seattle. We talked about this already. Uh, I have him in my FanDuel lineup. Stephon Diggs is just going to go off. He's going to get like 17 targets against the Seattle defense. So I expect a big game from Stephon Diggs. And he might be able to get some rushing yards on top of that too. I mean, they could do some end, end rounds against Seattle and, and the like. And uh, I, Yeah, I like this matchup a ton. And he's going to be the number two. My number one, I went for star power for my number one. It's DeAndre Hopkins versus Miami. Oh, we don't need to talk about it. DeAndre Hopkins is a target hog. Miami's not good at stopping the wide receiver, especially the number one receiver. And that is DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, he's going to have a big game. And, yeah, there's, there's not much to talk about on this one. Kyler Murray is going to have a bad week, but he's going to have a good week throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. And he's going to make DeAndre Hopkins have a good week. Tight end. My number three is Janu Smith. And this is kind of a reach a little bit, but I believe in Janu Smith. Like, you know, you heard a lot of stuff about, you know, Janu being more of a run-blocking tight end, and when they need to pass, they're going to Ferkser. I don't believe that. Janu Smith is a beast. He, he, You know, even as a receiver, he's, he's one of my favorite receiving tight ends. So I don't know why you'd all of a sudden just use him for blocking and try to put Ferkser in there. I think just game plan-wise, I, I think a lot of teams were trying to take Janu Smith out, so they were going to Ferkser to compensate for it. With this matchup uh, against the Bears, I, I think Janu Smith is going to have a amazing game and get right back on track. So we'll see. I'll be right or I'll be wrong, and we'll definitely talk about it the next week. Number two is Noah Fant at Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I know that he's going to be thrown to up and down the field all day long. Atlanta won't be able to cover him. Noah Fant is the guy. I just uh, This matchup's too good for me to choose anyone else. So he will be the number two star at tight end. My number one star at tight end, this will be no surprise either. It's against the Chargers, who can't defend the tight end. It's Darren Waller. 
Derek Carr will be throwing to him all game long. The, the receivers are having trouble getting open. Darren Waller does not. So this will be one of those games where he gets like 11 catches and uh, totally carries the team. If he's able to get a touchdown, even better. That's going to even make uh, his spot at number one even more likely. Uh, the, he's just such a good target. The Raiders really found a gem in Darren Waller, and they're really going to utilize him in this game against the Chargers. And when I was a kid, when the Raiders and the Chargers played, man, this was back, I don't want to give my age away, but this was a long time ago. Uh, when the Raiders and Chargers played when I was a kid, I always thought the Chargers were the good guys, the Raiders were the bad guys. And so now every time these two match up, that's the, that's what I think about. Well, you know, Remember when I was a kid and the Chargers were the good guys, the Raiders were the bad guys? Uh, made me cheer on the Chargers. And believe it or not, Chargers were like one of my early teams just because of that. I, uh, uh, it's amazing, you know, as a kid, what uh, convinces you to like something. <laughs> anyway... That's uh, that's the stars of the week, and uh, we'll see how I do on it. Well, this completes all the talk about week nine. Now it's just time to sit back and relax, grab a beer, enjoy the games. Hopefully uh, you win some money, your fantasy football team does well, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, you have a good weekend. You're listening to Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. I am Miz the Wiz Montalban. We appreciate you listening. You can find us at all podcast apps and channels, Spotify, Google, Apple, all the above, uh, and way more on top of that. Wherever you are listening to your podcast, we are available. Please rate us, review us, like us. Um, say good things about us. Regardless, uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.